We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, good evening. We are live on YouTube, Twitch, and Twix. Uh, We want to bring in our Facebook groups as well. So we've got the Mile High Huddle. We've got the Mile High Huddle podcast. Two big groups over on Facebook if you so partake. Bring those in, let them open up, let them breathe like a fine bottle of wine. I don't partake in that either, and we'll be ready to go. Welcome in, everybody. This is the Mile High Huddle Podcast. I am once again your host, along with co-host Zach Kelberman over here on this side. Forget which side you're on, Zach, over here. Uh, uh, Chad should be back next week. I'm filling in for him, one of your football priests. They call me the deacon around here, which I certainly appreciate. I don't have too many nicknames that don't aren't with like a hole or you know <laughs> so i appreciate that one i appreciate that and zach how are you doing my friend well you mentioned twix scott and now i'm pretty hungry but other than that um we have some actual i guess news to dive into and we'll have more news like we were talking about uh thursday show because the combine is getting going in full swing tomorrow and hopefully scott we have a little more resolution on the russell wilson front yeah i'm i'm, I'm you know, when you don't have a quarterback and it's this time of season, that's what's on your brain so much. But again, I don't know if it's so much news, but it's close enough for, I'll take it. for news these days. Yeah. Um, let me see. I'm going to share this tweet. We titled the show NFL Insider Throws Denver Broncos a Lifeline for Top Quarterback Prospect. Um, lifeline puts Broncos on alert. Those are all soccer transfer uh, big headlines that I like to use. Um, Denver Broncos on alert after lifeline from NFL insider, Benjamin Albright. So I want to show that to you here real quick. I always like to say, I don't want to just tell you what I saw. I want to show you, not that it was hiding, but you know, not everybody has as much time to, you know, purge through social media as much as we do, but y'all know Benjamin Albright and I consider him NFL insider. And he posted this today about 3 PM Eastern. He says last, if I had to guess today, pre combine. Number one, Chicago takes Caleb Williams. Number two, Washington takes Jaden Daniels. Number three, this is where it starts to get interesting. New England Patriots trade out. Number four, Arizona takes Marvin Harrison Jr. Number five, LAC to me is the LA Clippers. I'm sorry. I'll say it a hundred times before it's over. LA, LAC, LA Chargers trade out. That's got 400,000 views. And as far as any team looking to try and get one of the big three quarterback prospects, I say this puts you on high alert, Zach. I think this makes it, hey, it's more and more of a real possibility. It would take a crazy package, but hey, we're here for that. The Broncos have some trade pieces that are extremely valuable and could make a run at Drake May. I think it would take the number three pick with New England, but it is possible. I consider this good news for Denver Broncos fans, for those wanting who have their high, their sights dead set on one of the top three quarterback in the draft. Zach, what's your gut reaction to what I am showing you right now? Well, number one, I don't want Broncos country to take this as absolute fact. I mean, even he says there he's guessing and it's pre-combined. And to, to, to do those things, Scott, it's kind of a fool's errand. Uh, but his his information does hold uh, water, so we will analyze it. We talked about the possibility of the Broncos trading up with the Chargers and what that would cost on last night's show. 
it's going to seem weird, but I think it would cost less to move up to three in New England spot because, again, a division rival is going to bend the Broncos over a barrel, show them all 50 states, whatever the expression is, and demand more than the Broncos can offer. Interestingly enough, you posited a few weeks ago, what if New England, instead of taking Drake May or a rookie quarterback, what if they sign a veteran in free agency? And I think the assumption here is that New England will. Is that Kirk Cousins? Is that whoever? We don't know, but they could have uh, that need filled and could be out of the market to where the Broncos could swoop in. It would still take an enormous, enormous package, Scott, more than the Broncos probably would like to give. Well, if there's one thing we know at this podcast, it's about enormous packages. (laughs) So it would take a giant trade package, but it starts to ask the fact, (laughs) if you're New England and I could get Justin Fields for a second round pick, And then I could come out of this with number 12, a 2025 number one, Pat Sertan and Justin Fields. I'm interested. That starts to sound pretty darn good. Or Drake May. It starts to sound pretty interesting. The the cost involved in these, it always seems unfathomable to to people that are looking at the draft saying there is no way any of these guys are worth all of those picks, they are if you hit. If you're hit, it's absolutely worth it because there is an uncertainty. But that's the thing, man. It's rolling the dice. It's, it's playing roulette. It's just the higher up you are, the more spaces you get to choose. The more, the more, the more markers I get to put out there, the more chances I have. And if I hit, I hit. I hit big. Um, so I, I think this is tough, but I think it is – I think what Benjamin Albright is saying, he thinks it could happen then because I've been dead set against it. I've been one, two, three, quarterback, quarterback, quarterback for months. But if New England is given vibes out there that they're willing to go with a veteran, they're going to get a haul. It's going to be expensive, but it's possible. So I'm going to take this off the screen and uh, just remind everybody that one of the reasons that we go live is so we can have the chat with y'all. We like doing this. It makes it more fun. So I'm all geeked up on like chocolate chips and and Chipotle. I'm all fired up tonight. So that that that's you know crazy for me. I'm like, whoa, I had two Celsiuses today. Look out. So we're fired up and ready to go on a Monday night. And we like to say hey to everybody. And the supers are running in. So we want to say hello to some folks that came in nice and early, like David McElrath, who came in before we even got started. He says, good evening, Broncos country. Chad, maybe. Zach, Dylan, Deacon Scott. He has says, hashtag McCarthy or May. He's happy either way. Didn't really mean to rhyme that. Hashtag Buckham times three. MHL, MHH for life. For life. Denver Broncos, there's your wolf pack. Yes, sir. Denver Broncos for life. David, thank you for being here today. And look who is coming in. It's another proud dad coming in. Drake Wally, great to see you, my friend. I hope everything is going spectacularly. You're probably a little buzzed on caffeine yourself and lack of sleep, but that's okay. He says, I handled the newborn, but wanted to ask you two about what your Broncos quarterback trade craftery preferences are. What would you do knowing... The options, realistic options, Zach. What is your, what do you want to see happen? What What is like best case, but realistic for you? What would you say is it besides Jarrett Stidham becoming a pro bowler all of a sudden? That would be the best case scenario. Number one, Drake, congratulations to you and your family on the birth of a newborn. And we appreciate you tuning in and, and being so generous with your time, of which I'm pretty sure it's limited. My Number one, best case scenario, Scott, would be if Drake May fell to 12, obviously, or one of the big three. Failing that, though, I and if they're not dead set, and by dead set, I'm- Yeah, I'm not sure what happened with Zach. There is, it's like it was kind of a slow burn coming out of there. First, his camera went out, and then he went out. So he might have a crash and a restart here, and then we'll, we'll get okay. back into him. Your you your camera went out and then all of a sudden I was like, oh, maybe his whole computer crashed. So welcome back. I don't know what I don't think God wants me to talk about my uh, my preferences at quarterback Drake. And but I was saying obviously if one of the big three, there's been some smoke with uh Drake May possibly not being a top five pick. So one of those guys unexpectedly pulling an Aaron Rodgers on draft night would be my preference. Um 
and unless Scott, what I was saying is Sean Payton has to have a trillion percent conviction to trade up and make the move we were talking about with either the, the Patriots or the Chargers. And if he doesn't have that, I would prefer the Broncos stay put and go after a McCarthy or in a worser case scenario. I know it's not a real word, a Bo Nix. Just someone in the first round that you can build on, a blue chipper. You're not moving back. You're not trading up and mortgaging the future, but you're still getting one of the, uh, the I guess, the second-tier guys. That would be my preference, Drake. And, and for me, Drake, my best case for me, realistic, is you stay at 12 and J.J. McCarthy comes to you and, 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 and you get him at 12. I like him. Of the non-big three, I like him the best. And if it doesn't cost you anything more to get Drake May, that's where I want to go. I... The uncertainty of draft picks just scares the bejesus out of me. It really does yeah. to make such a big move up to get an uncertain pick when it's like, well, picks are uncertainty also. You know, you're trading uncertain picks. 12 is not a for sure. The 2025 next year is not a for sure. Pat Sertan is a for sure. Okay. That's a definite. So unless I'm getting vibes that. Pat Sertan isn't happy in Denver. If I'm getting those vibes, this becomes a lot easier to do, Zach. This becomes pretty easy to do because, okay, I'm not going to be able to keep him long-term. We don't necessarily get those vibes. There's nothing that makes us see that, but he's a professional. He's been raised professionally. He knows the game, and you handle that stuff in-house. If you want to go, you do it quietly, and you do it quietly, and if the Denver Broncos play ball, then nobody ever has to know. If they don't, then things start to try and get ugly. So that's mine. I would rather have I would rather have JJ McCarthy than give up Pat Sertan, two first round picks, and probably another 2025 number day two for Drake May. That's too much to give up for me for uncertainty. I'd rather have the uncertainty of a number 12 and still have all those all those picks and Pat Sertan to shoot again. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I mean, you're right. We don't know if Pat Sertan is unhappy or anything internally. But we do know one thing, Scott. He's going to want to be paid and paid very, very highly. They can pick up his fifth year, which I believe is going to happen by May 2nd. But after that, I mean, he's angling for one of the richest defender contracts in league history, and he's going to want that. And if you're the Broncos, in the situation you're in now, do you cut that check? It's something that I talked about when I was holding it down on the solo podcast. So you have to weigh the future and how important PS2 really is for the long term of your franchise. I would prefer to keep him. But if again, if Sean Payton says to George Payton, listen, Drake May or Jaden Daniels can be this Super Bowl winning franchise quarterback, but we have to part with PS2. And Sean and, and George, we trust, you know? Yeah, you, the good news is, is you'll have the money by then, assuming you don't go cap crazy. Russ's contract will be off the books by the time his extension would kick in because you would he'd have after his 50 his 50 year options for 2025 you're already getting half of your money back from russell wilson and then 2026 is when you would have a contract extension slash new contract for 2026 that would be a record-breaking defensive back uh record-breaking defensive back contract uh thank you drake speaking oh, of thank you coming in red hot michaela parker hundred dollar super chat howdy zach and scott Am I crazy for liking Drake May? If not, JJ is growing on me. You know, Michaela, this is the beautiful thing about the NFL draft. This is why I got into recruiting. 
This is why I got into NFL draft. This is why my daughter's middle name is Hope. As down as you've been on the Denver Broncos since January, here it comes, Michaela, the H word, Hope. Here's our quarterback. Here's the hope that things are going to get better. Here's the hope that I can enjoy watching Denver Broncos football again. There goes Zach off the computer screen again. Those are the things that you love, and those are the things that you're you're not crazy for necessarily liking Drake May and, and J.J. McCarthy. They It's the hope that they bring that there are better days ahead. That's what makes recruiting so much fun. That's what makes the NFL draft so much fun. And then you get your hopes up, and it's the hope that kills. Um, you know, hopefully things start turning around. So no, Michaela, you're not crazy. Absolutely not crazy for, for thinking this way. It's what drives this season. You know, the off season is a season of its own now and it drives the NFL, Michaela. I hope you guys can hear and see me. I don't know really what's going on with my computer. Well, hopefully that's the last of it. Michaela, as Scott said, you are not crazy at all for liking Drake May, who I guess up until today was uh, considered as the consensus, a top three quarterback. Then you're hearing like, uh, Merrill Hodge come out and say, I wouldn't draft Drake May in the first round. You have Kurt Benkert, a, a bust of a former Packers quarterback, comparing Drake May to Mason Rudolph with a worse arm yet. No, Drake May is a hell of a quarterback. He has his his red flags and his warts like every other quarterback, including Caleb Williams. But I would be doing cartwheels, Scott, if the Broncos somehow landed him. And if not, I'm with you, Michaela. JJ, I wasn't the biggest fan of his to start the draft process. Scott kind of wore me up to him. I've watched his film, read about him. I would not be mad at all. In fact, that would be more than likely my plan B at quarterback if they couldn't you know, uh, pull off Drake May. I've seen Drake May back up, back foot, stand up tall, flick his wrist without any legs into it, and that ball goes 50 yards down the field on a line. Yep. He's he's got a special arm. The it's lack legit. of arm talent thing is a little a little odd to me. Um, playing hero ball at UNC versus, you know, I'm at LSU with you know Joe Burrow and and um Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson and those guys. I'm Tua with Henry Ruggs. Um, Jerry Judy, Devonta Smith, you know, he, he's not playing with those guys. Drake May's not playing with those guys. There's not guys running wide open all the time. It's not even Bo Nix in Oregon where they are more talented than 12 out of 13 teams on the roster. It's UNC, a solid middle of the road ACC program. He's, he's good. Drake May is really good. JJ. I like JJ McCarthy a lot. Um, I posted on there. I posted on, uh, on on Twix the other day. I'm like, you know, knocking him for his lack of throws is like la- knocking is, is like knocking a closer for lack of innings, which I've seen happen. You know, there was a it was a bad year for starting pitchers, and Craig Kimbrell for the Atlanta Braves had a historic year as a closer. Ken Rosenthal, who I think is amazing, by the way, is like, oh, I didn't this I didn't vote. I put him third or fourth because innings pitched is really important to me. For Cy Young, I'm like, well, just say you're never going to vote for a closer again then. You have a good running game on a 15-0 and team, and you go 20, over the two years, you go 45-5 and or something, 45-7 and for touchdown-to-interception ratio on an undefeated team. Dude, you did your job. And you should be commended for not leaving to say, I need to throw the ball more. No, I want to win. And he's got almost as many throws beyond twenty yard, beyond uh, beyond ten yards as Bo Nix, despite half the overall throws. So I like Drake May. I like JJ McCarthy, Michaela, and watch out that H word is dangerous. Hope that's what happens if you get either one of those guys. Gary Palmer, great to see you coming in. Thank with you, that Gary. Broncos orange says, "Hey Zach and Scott, tight lips generate a crazy amount of rumors. I love it." I agree, Gary. There's a phrase I use that people would rather hear no than nothing. When they hear nothing, you know, it's like the devil's idol. It's like the idle hands thing. People just start chirping. Oh, and and it's usually negative. That's the thing. We're not going to get this guy or they're going to get that or, you know, so it's uh, when it gets quiet, it gets crazy, Zach. That it does. And there's no real uh, quiet point of the offseason. And Gary, we figure to uh, get a lot more rumors after tomorrow's media availability with George and Sean Payton. They're going to 
um, employ those tight lips and not say much. And it's going to fuel the rumor mill and it's going to carry us until April, which is good for business, but it's a little maddening when you go through it every day, Scott, you want some sort of resolution. And in Michaela's case, that pesky H word, hope, hope crazy. Um, lots of, uh, you know, lots of rumors. Yes, there are. And remember some of these rumors are there's, there's so many sources is the problem. And there's so many different agendas, Anybody you talk to, if you've got an inside source, they have an agenda. They're not leaking information for nothing. They want something out of it. Um, you know, hey, we, hey, hey, Merrill, we really don't. Merrill does his own work. I, I appreciate him. But, you know, we, we're starting to hear that, that people are souring on Drake May. You know, uh, how we wouldn't take him at eight. <laughs> yeah, sure, you wouldn't take him at eight. You're praying he falls to eight. So everybody's an agent's. Agents have reason to put down other players because it's worth another hundred grand in my pocket as my cut of my player's salary. If my guy goes two spots higher, all of a sudden I'm, you know, uh, and it doesn't even be quarterback. Could be number nine. There goes Zach again. Could be number nine. Dallas Turner's agent. I'm making this up. I'm just saying you have to take everything with a grain of salt. We're, we're hearing some, you know, bad things about Drake May. If, if he moves from 10 to eight, it's worth a couple million dollars. So, Everything with the grain of salt. Everybody has an agenda. That's why trust what you see. And what I see and who I trust is I trust Michael Rancio to be here for, for us every day. He says, good evening, Zach and Scott, on the Mile High Huddle podcast. Go Broncos. Appreciate you being here. Um, Zach's going to go ahead and give it a full restart and try and come back in. So we'll hold down the fort until he gets here. Appreciate you being here, Michael. It's always... Uh, you're, you're so consistent and so generous that someone on my channel said you were not a real person and it was tired, or at least that I was, you weren't actually giving super chats. I was, and it was fake. Yeah, that's how unbelievable the support for, for folks like you is with David, Drake, Michaela, Tom coming in. I feel like I missed Tom. Did I skip? I did skip Tom. Let me come back to Tom. Um, Tom, apologies. Guys. To get up to number two, and then and they include Sertan. How much more draft? How much more draft picks would it take? Another two first round picks, three. I would say that's five total. If you think uh, Sertan is worth two, I think it would probably be two first rounders, Sertan, and probably another day two in twenty twenty five is what it would take to get a two to get up there if it's for sale. That would be a tough package to beat because it's not just it's not just okay. This isn't worth it. If I want to get up there, it's your, you have to beat other teams too. It's not just the historical. That's, it, it drives me crazy. People said, well, this is what so and so, uh, this is what the San Francisco 49ers did to move from 12 to three. Well, the Dolphins were coming off three because they didn't want a quarterback. These other teams, they might decide they might, you know, if New England comes out, they don't want a quarterback, but they, they might wait until the very last minute to say, you know what, to hell with all of you. We're going to stay put and take a quarterback. You have to buy me out of this spot. I'm listening. But you have to buy me out of this spot. So Sertan, uh, two number ones, that's 12. And next year's number one, which you're hoping is later than 12. Um, and then probably another 2025 day two. You're talking, if you think if you think uh, Sertan is worth a first rounder and change, he's probably worth two first rounders. Yeah. You're talking three and a half first round picks and another day two pick. It's going to be expensive, Tom. It is. We good? Can you hear me? Yeah. I can hear you. I feel like your microphone's off now, though. Uh, what do you think? Right. Say hello. Give me a one, two, three. Is that good? Uh, it's okay. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know what's going on. We're going to have to make do uh, for the rest of the evening. I'll keep my answers concise, Scott. I do agree with you, but you have to look at PS2 as its own asset, and like you said, he's worth at least the Jalen Ramsey package. So multiple first-round picks, uh, maybe a second in there. So two firsts and a second, and then two firsts on top of that, you're talking about potentially four first-round picks to move up. In other words, it's going to cost you a lot. Yeah, I. Uh, it, it's going to be super expensive. And Colby C. Collier comes in uh, kind of rolling with the same th theme here about cost. Uh, so say we trade Sertan and Judy, what do you think we could get down to pick eight? Um, I'll tell you for certain, it, you, that will get you higher than that. <laughs> if it was, 
If you were to call me on the phone, I'm the Atlanta Falcons, and I got Justin Fields. Let's say I've, I've already addressed the quarterback position, and I'm not in the quarterback market anymore, and J.J. McCarthy is there when I'm on the clock at 8. If you called me up and said, uh, hey, general manager, Atlanta Falcons, we want to send you Sertan and Judy uh, to move from 12 to 8, I'd say done. You had me at Sertan. I'll take Judy and his contract to help you out. That would almost be what that is. Judy, in this case, would be a throw-in for me. Yeah. Because even without a with a lack of receivers for the Atlanta Falcons, I don't want Jerry Judy. I, I just I don't I don't want him. I'd want to see what he's worth on a standalone. That would almost be a salary cap swap for you. If you were to send me if you were to say Sertan, I'm 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 snatching your hand off. That one's easy. Oh. We need you to take Jerry Judy and his $13 million contract too. Okay, I'll do it. I don't like it, but I'll do it. I'll do it. I could use a receiver. I've got the cap room. If it doesn't work out, so be it. I've got the cap room to do it. Pat Sertan and AJ, AJ Terrell, 12 to 8 in a freaking heartbeat from 12 to 8. Absolutely. You took exactly the point I was going to make. Sertan and Terrell would be some combination down there for the Falcons. And you could probably get higher. And all pro Jesse Bates. Come on, man. Absolutely. I'm doing that deal. All yours. And you could still uh, move back to 12 where you could take a quarterback. I know the Falcons are in the quarterback market to replace Desmond Ritter. Uh, Colby was saying he just threw a number out. And I, I agree with what Scott said. You can probably get higher than pick eight, even though Atlanta's going to, if they're dead set on a quarterback, Scott, and the quarterback falls, they might not want to move out. But ultimately, you're right. Sertan is the big sweetener in that deal. You could probably get up a little higher than eight if you were to throw him in. I think Sertan alone, without even giving up 12, gets you to five. I think it can get you to five. I think it's once you start talking about one, two, three, four, and getting into those that that those top three quarterback numbers, that's when it starts getting silly. And I mean silly. That's when it starts getting crazy. Sertan alone is worth a high first round pick and change, maybe two. It starts getting crazy if we start going to the top three, but I think you can get up to as far as as high as five with Pat Sertan and still keep your even keep your twelve. I really do. Um, that would be uh, that would be the way to go for me. But yeah, if you think you get picked to, to pick eight, as long as the Falcons don't want a quarterback, absolutely, because Pat Sertan is better than any defensive player on the board. Any one of them, he's better than any defensive player. In this draft, in this draft. So, yeah, easy, easy call, Colby. Easy call. David Yunkin comes in. He says, love the show. I learn a lot from you guys. No matter what happens in the draft, I'm good with whichever quarterback Peyton and Peyton drafts. David, I I, I, uh, I agree on that. The, the trust the coaches mantra I have on this is this isn't – it's not a I, – I, they're going to do – what's best to what's available to them. The problem is, is your options might not be that great. So again, if they take a quarterback this morning on Broncos for breakfast, we didn't reach for a quarterback. We didn't end up getting a quarterback. So we go into this class thinking into this year thinking, okay, it's 2025. You know, we needed to get somebody in there to take a shot just to come in and okay. Be third team, second team, backup practice squad, whatever. We needed a young quarterback in there. I don't like coming out with nobody, but basically it was, you know, I think we got, I think we got Roma Dunze this morning uh, at number 12. He fell in our mock draft. Um, that'd be really tough to pass up, um, you know, again, and then you might need, the, the big thing is though, if Bowles is gone, you can't pass up a really potentially great tackle to reach 20 spots for a quarterback if that's what your board looks like, Zach. Yeah, I agree, David. We appreciate the uh, the love that you're showing us. And uh, whether we like it or not, there's some in Broncos country that aren't sold on Sean Payton. I can think of one specifically. There's others who feel like he's the, you know, his, his word is gold, and it is. And we have to trust his evaluation. And that's why I keep saying in Sean we trust. It's not just an empty catchphrase. David, if he determines that the next franchise quarterback for the Broncos that perfectly fits his system is in this draft and he can win with that quarterback 
then they're going to take that quarterback, and we have to just trust that evaluation. But I'm with Scott as well. I am not reaching for the sake of reaching. I am not drafting a player for the sake of drafting a player. It has to align need and availability. When those things intersect, that's the beauty of the draft. Cody Dub comes in with a $20 super chat. Thank you, Cody. Love that Broncos orange. He said, would you rather have a number one edge or PS2? We have seen this before and had champ and got nowhere. We had uh, Vaughn and had good years. Trade PS2, multiple firsts and a second. Uh, get your edge and QB in this draft. More starters than we absolutely need. Now, Cody, I'm not sure there is that edge in this class is the thing. There's no Vaughn Miller in this class. You know, so I mean, at least going into it, going into the draft. Now, what hindsight tells us is something completely different. I'm not grading on hindsight. You know, Zach, you've heard me say as far as the cost of moving around and trying to get up that there's three quarterbacks in this draft that are graded higher than anybody in last year's draft. But and, and this is what it still costs to move up to, to get Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. Well, you know, C.J., this guy's not as good as C.J. Stroud. Now, at the same stage, they're higher than C.J. Stroud. Now. Do you hope that anyone, if you could say, I'm going to get a C.J. Stroud season from my rookie quarterback, I'll snatch your hand off for that one too. Then that would be the number one overall pick. That's the guy. Doesn't always work like that. So right now, Cody, there isn't an edge that just has you doing backflips for a guy. That's what you heard me say just a few minutes ago. I know this the Super Chat was already in the queue about the Atlanta Falcons. And would you take Sertan and, and, and move back to 12. And I think string guy comes in and says, I'd want a second round pick too. I'd still do that move. If you wanted to send me Sertan, um, I'd send you number eight in a second rounder for Sertan. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably do that because I think there's not, this isn't the draft for that. This isn't the draft where there's miles Garrett coming out. There's no Von Miller right now. There's no, there's no Bosa in this in this draft um i don't even think there's an aiden hutchinson in this draft maybe you know even a trevon walker who did come on it's just not a great edge draft to answer the question from a team building perspective then i'll turn it over to you zach is would you rather have the number one edge or ps2 i'd rather have the number one edge 100 i'd rather have miles garrett than pat sertan i just it's it's too if Miles Garrett does his job, all 10 guys can fall on their asses. Doesn't matter what happens. He's he's ended the play five, 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage. If Pat Sertan does his job, I've got 25 other options to gain yards from running plays to, you know, four other receivers out there. So um, I've talked so long, Zach has gone dark on us. I'll wait till he comes back. It's a really strange night for him. Uh, and then I'll, uh, I'll I'll send it back over to him. But from a team building perspective, I would rather have the number one edge than the number one corner, Zach. Let me get this in really quickly, Scott. Maybe I'm being obtuse, <laughs> but you can have your K Cody and eat it too. Let's say you move down from 12 to 20. You pick up a second rounder. You can take Latu, let's say, at 12 and get a quarterback in the second round. That's just one example. I understand what you're trying to say. The Broncos have one squat with PS2 as good as he is, and uh, you'd rather have the, uh, the ammunition in the draft. You're right. They do need an edge. It's probably the second biggest need on the team. They also need a tackle, a center, uh, secondary help. They have holes all over the place, but their absolute biggest need by far is that quarterback. So that's where we have to prioritize, not get your edge and a quarterback in this draft. You have to get your quarterback first, in my opinion, and then kind of flow your way down. Yeah, appreciate you, Cody. That's Thank it's you. it's is I agree on getting the edge. I just don't think that edge is available in this class. You know, if I if 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 there was Miles Garrett in this class and the, those guys, um, but the, the soonest. You know, if Dallas Turner comes off, we'll probably go back into the top 10. You know, maybe he goes to eight. That's been a very common thing. And that's a huge need, you know, for, for Atlanta. So he he might even be moved up a few spots based on need. Um, I just don't think he's there. But I would rather have the number one edge than the number one corner. That's 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 uh, in my list of priorities on there. Um, let me see. George comes in on Facebook with some stars. He says, great show tonight. Uh, guys, love your insight into the draft. For our team, Denver Broncos for life, hashtag MHH for life. Michaela Parker coming back in with some technology. 
and it looks great to me. She says, test on my autocomplete. Uh, see if I fixed the text. I can't read, but the text looks fine. And Michaela says, I'm trying not to get my hopes up. Usually I get crushed. Unfortunately, 31 out of 32 teams end up, you know, not feeling glee at the end of a season. Um, and having been an alpha franchise like the Denver Broncos, y'all are used to, you know, expecting to be competing for Super Bowls. You need to think more like in a 80s Atlanta sports fan. And right now you're just, you're looking for progress. You're looking for, you know, where was the light at the end of the tunnel? Where do I see it getting better? And, and Zach, I saw that this year. Yeah. I saw that this year when you hit one in four against the New York Jets. That was rock bottom for me. That was when I'm ready to burn the whole thing down. I'm ready for every single guy with a Broncos decal on his, on his helmet, not named Pat Sertan and Quinn Miners, out. All of you, out. <laughs> and then we saw what good coaching and culture change can do with a 6-1 and one run, and it's back on the upswing. Now, there will be some levels out. There will be some small dips along the way, but the arrow is headed in the right direction. It might not finish with a Super Bowl, but you're headed in the right direction. And, man, that's what I ask for my teams. It's just keep getting better. And I think you're headed that way, Michaela. I really do. Yeah, Michaela, I, I told you this a couple pods ago. I'm not going to ever tell you how to be a fan. I'm not going to gatekeep Broncos country. You're entitled to feel how you feel. But successful franchises, Scott, need two things in place, the head coach and the quarterback. Obviously, the Broncos are still searching for that quarterback, but they finally have the coach. And Michaela, you're going to be skeptical from now until the season. I get that. But just give it a few months. And like I said earlier, a few pods ago, Let's see what Sean Payton does at quarterback. Let's see what this roster looks like in September. And then let's see how what level your hope registers at then. The scary thing for me is Sean Payton, the general manager. I, I, I don't think that I have a whole lot of faith right now in George Payton. George Payton has made enough bad moves that he's kind of lucky to have a job. Um, you know, do I trust him to go out and build this roster? I don't know how much say he had last year, but last year's draft class, though small, you didn't get much production from it at all. You made the Russell Wilson trade. You made the Russell Wilson extension. You made the Randy Gregory trade, and $30 million was basically flushed down the toilet. A lot of money poured into Mike McGlinchey that is, is guaranteed for basically three years, and he underperformed wildly in his first season. So those are the kind of things, and and I just I don't trust coaches who was involved had his hands in all of that, those moves. Sean Payton, the GM, I want for Broncos country for Sean Payton to hire a general manager that he trusts absolutely to do their job, and then to come in and just oversee things. Um, Zach, are you are you hopping back in? So the I'm thing that's, that's the thing that scares me about you've got the coach. But it also comes with the general man, him being the general manager. I, I, I want him to still be. If he's at the top, that's fine. But let personnel people do personnel, and you come in and rubber stamp things. And I don't think that's going to happen with George Payton there. I really don't. No, you are, and I are a hundred percent in lockstep about Sean Payton, the coach, versus J Sean Payton, the GM. We really have no qualms with the coach, but that GM title unofficially as it may be, just scares us. And that would apply to any coach, even Bill mm -hmm. Belichick, a legendary head coach, not a great general manager. You want your coaches to focus on the on-field stuff and let the GM take it, you know, uh, control of the groceries. That's not how Sean Payton works. And you're getting paid $18 million a year, Scott. You're going to pick your own damn groceries. So we just have to hope that Sean Payton has a culinary eye, so to speak, in football terms, and he gets this one right. Well, and that was part of the, him getting hired. If, if I'm coming in, I'm going to have, I'm going right. to be over this. I'm basically going to be president of football operations for the Denver Broncos. And, you know, when you come in and you've got a Super Bowl ring and you're one of the winningest coaches and you're able to turn around the, I won't even, it's hard to even say turn around because the New Orleans Saints never were going forward ever. They were always just a doormat. So they, and I can't say even brought back to life because they were never alive. I, it's hard for me to explain when you haven't been one of those franchises, what it's like to be the New Orleans Saints, to be the Detroit Lions, to be the Atlanta Falcons. And you saw how excited people get when one of those franchises starts getting some life to them 
and it's fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, who wasn't? Who didn't, you know, if you're not an NFC North team or playing them, who wasn't a fan of the Detroit Lions right. this playoff season? You know, so the Penners, they wanted to get ahead of football operations and they hired him in Sean Payton. I just, I don't like that philosophy. I don't, I want Sean Payton to get a guy that he trusts to run personnel. We'll see if they, if they build that trust with George Payton. I don't know. Uh, I do know that Dennis Chandler is a big help to the show coming in with a super chat. Thank you, my friend. Y'all are killing it tonight. After kind of a sleepy Sunday, things are going. Maybe everybody else hit that caffeine and sugar boost like I did before we came on, Zach. Um, I want you to read Troy. Uh, I've read enough of these. Read yeah. Troy, and I want to get your initial take from Troy Boer, who uh, is just an awesome supporter of these shows as well. Yes, he is. And I hope I don't cut out again. But Troy, 1999 Super, thank you so much. Hope you're having an amazing Monday and we appreciate you joining us as always. Troy says, would jump, jump at PS2 for pick seven to get a quarterback and a second, get OT with 12, Edge with the second, and DT with the third. Quarterback and trenches and quarterback with the fourth would be great. It is a great roadmap, Troy. Um, uh, I just, here's the thing, it is... What's the expression, Scott? Uh, Well-laid plans of mice and men often go astray. Is that did I nail that or not? I don't know that one. I, you know, the one I know is, you know, if you want to make God laugh, make make plans. Okay. Well, I mean, God's laughing pretty heartily at this one. Then nothing against you, Troy. My point in saying all this is you can map it out perfectly. But one thing I've learned in covering the draft, it is the most inexact science. You talked about uh, roulette. It's the ultimate, it's billion dollar roulette because you're playing it with an NFL franchise on the line. It is the ultimate crapshoot. So I like your plan, Troy. I'd be on board, but the board never really breaks that way. And it's never truly ideal. Hate to be the wet blanket though. Yeah. Appreciate you, Troy. Um, PS2 for pick seven to get a quarterback in a second. Again, if I, I wouldn't PS2 is not, I'm not coming out of PS2 unless it's for one of the top three quarterbacks. That, that's the only way. And even then, again, I just said I'd have trouble with it. I, I really would. Um, it's just, I'm telling you that's what it would cost to get one of those three guys that it doesn't mean I, that's, I would back that move. I'd understand it, but it would be tough for me to give up 12 PS2 and change for anybody, for any unknown, any unknown like that. Um, but there, there are guys, I don't know that this is really a true number one edge class. Now, uh, while, Jack, <laughs> while Jack, Jack in the box, who is popping in and out of here, while uh, Zach is... Uh, getting the the computer ready this is a strange night for you brother i am going through it right now i am driving the struggle bus scott it's not a good night at all this is about the time where i'd make fun of your brand of choice i think i think oh, we could God. expect to hear let's something snarky from you about about uh max versus whatever let's just calm down scott no need to drag yeah, yeah, Mac see, in this can't, Mac, <laughs> man when i saw how crazy mac people were about the brand loyalty you know what i did zach i went and bought some apple stock like yeah. good lord they've got the best business plan in the world these folks are freaking brainwashed um not saying they're not great i'm just saying for me they're kind of homogenous you know i like hardware versus it's hardware you know so enormous package making their own hardware decades ago now they're full of intel and samsung's making their their screens for their for their iphones and all that kind of good stuff on that note edge we want to talk edge and if you're just joining us and i know that our, our total numbers keep rising all the way to where we hang up which seems kind of counterproductive um if you're just joining us benjamin albright nfl insider said that he his best guess right now is number one, Caleb Williams to the Bears. Number two, Jaden Daniels to the Washington Commanders. And number three, New England Patriots trade out of the three spot. That's going to put a lot of teams on alert if they want to try and move up and get Drake May. And I think that's where you have to go to get that quarterback is all the way up to number three if you were to do it. So talking about edge, CBS Sports did a – Basically, a, a, a phony mock draft, but with free agents. And the, they, uh, I just had it up here. What the hell did I do with it? Uh, can't find it. So, the hell with it. Uh, quoting Bob Uecker. Um, 
Jonathan Greenard, uh, edge rusher, Houston Texans. CBS Sports predicted that this is where I'm trying to pick everybody, so it's a light prediction. Jonathan Greenard, edge rusher, ends up with the Denver Broncos. Uh, Pro Football Focus has Jonathan Greenard as a three-year 16 million average, so three years, 48 million total, but but three years with 32.75 guaranteed. So that's a two-year, 16 million per deal with a one-year with a one-year option. With the increase in the salary cap, Zach, and if you dump some some more cap space like Jerry Judy, you restructure, extend Sutton and Simmons, do something with Garrett Bowles. That's possible. That you could get greener, you could absolutely pull that off, and what a freaking coup that would be! Yeah, I don't think Greener Scott is uh, Von Miller type of uh, alpha edge rusher one, but he'd be a log on the fire, and the Broncos just need more logs on the fire right now. I saw a tweet from PFF that Baron Browning was the highest graded defender last season for the Broncos. Know what his overall grade was? Seventy five point something. They don't have anyone even in the 80s. They have a lot of talent deficiencies. They have a lot of front seven issues, and they need pass rushing help. If they can get Greenard, a second-wave free agent, on a deal like that, I'd be all for it. Yeah, Greenard's 27 years old. Um, this season ended up with 12 and a half sacks in 15 games. Uh, 15 tackles for losses to go along with those 12 and a half sacks. And his overall um, grade this year was was 76.7. In 2021, it was 82.9. Uh, 27 years old, 16 per. Yes, you could do that. Uh, you know, depending on everything else you want to do, but you could do that. And then you would have who I think is pretty damn close to a number one edge rusher for years. You know, it'd be a, it'd be a two-year guaranteed deal. That you're you're tied to him financially with a, a one year option, so you've got him from ages 27 to 30, which should be his prime, coming off a 12 and a half sack season. And in 2021, as a rookie, in 2020, he had one sack. Okay, he's where he didn't play much, and he had eight sacks in 2021 in 12 games. And in 2022, he battled injury. He played. Uh, he started four games and played eight. But this year, he started 15 games, 12 and a half sacks, 52 tackles, 15 tackles for loss. He's going to be a uh, a 15, 16 million dollar man. And CBS, that was a prediction. I think that would be an absolute coup. Uh, we talked some edge edge rushers yesterday on the Falcons podcast, Nick and I, and we will follow it up to uh Broncos for breakfast when we start talking to some of these guys. But uh another guy I like, and he could be about half that money, Zach, is six foot six, 260 pounds of AJ Epinesa who is basically a reserve up in Buffalo and now has a chance to get paid. Buffalo's up against it with the cap a little bit. They can't afford to keep everybody. And someone could get Epinesa for about half that price in the $7 million range at a, as an edge-setting big guy. And I think he had about seven and a half to eight and a half sacks this year. For I see Todd Moyer saying Apple sucks, Zach. I think it's my webcam that's the issue, or Google Chrome, one of the two. I, I wouldn't want to dog Apple. Not that I have any stock in them, uh, Scott. But here, when you talk about when you talk about Greenard or you talk about Ep- Epinesa, it would signal to me if they throw that kind of money around, even seven eight million dollars per, that they know what they want to do at quarterback, and they're going to get someone on a cost control deal where they don't they don't have to allocate so much money, and they can sort of build the team up in other departments. And like I said. After quarterback, edge is the biggest pressing need. So if they target that area, I'm happy. So I'm going to look this up just because um, I'm interested just to see what, because Epinesa had, um, AJ Epinesa, uh, he is also just 25 years old. His birthday is in September. So he'll start the season at 25 years old at 6'6", 260 pounds. He had six and a half sacks. Uh, and seven tackles for loss this year for Buffalo. But his snap counts, he only played 387 snaps. So he was a reserve. Um, If I look up defense and snap counts on the Denver Broncos, you have to go to their individual pages. Uh, It takes me just a shade longer. I'll get to that in a moment. But I want to find the snap counts on uh, Baron Browning 
and the other guys as well. But uh, Epinesa, six and a half sacks on 380 sacks is really good. And I, I agree with you. Um, it means that they're either going to go with Jared Stidham for this year or get a rookie or both, you know, because I think Stidham's going to be on this team, uh, you know, as as he'll be the quarterback. He'll be a quarterback on this team in 2024, Zach. Yeah, the only thing about Epinesa that kind of scares me considering previous investments is that he hasn't played a full season since entering the NFL since 2020, 14, 14, then 15, 15 in terms of games played. And the Broncos learned, Scott, if you sign players with injury histories, either minor or major, chances are they're going to get injured during their time with the Broncos. We learned with Randy Gregory and Frank Clark, not to take so much gamble there. It's why if they could throw that money at Greenard, what a, well, you're right. What a coup. Jonathan Cooper, I believe had, um, I think he led the team with eight and a half sacks. So I'm not mistaken that led the team. And he did that on 836 snaps. Um, and, and Epinesa did it on, did six and a half sacks on about 350. So again, uh, definitely someone to watch. Greenard though, as a prediction, if you can get him as a free agent, that would be an absolute coup. I'd want to have, I, I don't think, He'd sign a three-year deal. I think you would sign him to a longer deal. I think you would sign him to a five-year deal with three years of guaranteed money. Push that cap number down lower in 2024. So call it 16 per. That's fine. I'm going to just do 15 because the math's easier. Five years, $75 million with $45 million guaranteed. Then you push the cap number down in 2024 when you need it to be lower. You get some of that back in 2025, and then you get all of that Russell Wilson money back for 2026, which is in the third year of his deal. And then you've got option years for years four and five, which takes him into ages 27, 28, 29. That takes him into 30 and 31 year seasons on Denver Broncos option years. That's very good. So I'd sign into a longer contract than that, Zach. And the good thing is edge rushers have a longer shelf life in the NFL. It's not like running backs where they hit 30 and they fall off. I mean, you're getting greenered in his prime hypothetically here and you'd have him for quite a while. I'd be ecstatic, Scott. Yeah, I think again, I think that would be when I, I that was an eye opener for me. Um, the same article over on, I think, I don't remember if it was Kevin Patras, um, Cody Benjamin, Diardo, I think was who it was. Um all these names are running together with these guys. The same article, CBS uh, free agent predictions. If you Google that, you'll find it. Uh, sorry, I can't share it with me. I don't have it up. I thought I did. Um, had Lloyd Cushenberry as the th number 31 overall free agent. Um, Greenard was number 28. They had Lloyd Cushenberry going to the Miami Dolphins, which that makes sense also. They're they're doing some restructuring amongst their offensive line, and they want to get a veteran coming in, a, a stabilizing presence. And on paper, that looks like Lloyd Cushenberry. And again, I'm not giving Lloyd Cushenberry eight to ten million a year guaranteed over a multi-year contract. I'm letting him go. If the Dolphins have money to blow, I think I could see them overpaying Cushenberry, and that's fine. We'll take the comp pick, you know. Yeah, and if you get if you if you were to sign Greenard, you'd lose out on that. But I think that would be worth it. <laughs> I'd rather have Greenard than um, not Greenard in a third round. I'd rather have Greenard than a third round pick. Or actually, it wouldn't even be a third. I'm sorry, it'd be like a fifth or sixth round pick. I'd rather have Greenard than a fifth or sixth round pick. And as Cody Dub says, uh, with two dollars super chat, double digit sacks, yes, please. Um, I think this becomes more possible with Greenard because again, you can sign him to a longer deal and I can, I can ex give him a little bit more guaranteed money on a longer deal. And I can adjust the salary cap a little bit more on a three-year deal. There's not as much finagling as you can do. I can back in some of the money when the cap keeps rising, but more importantly, my contracts come back under control. Assuming you don't go crazy. I think that's more feasible than a guy like Daniel Hunter who is older, I think he's about five years older. He's coming off 14 or 15 sacks. He's a beast. But I think he's 30, 31 years old. So he's the one I signed to a two-year deal, which isn't necessarily in my window, Zach. For 2024, I'm surviving, um, I'm surviving Russell Wilson's dead cap hit. 2025, I'm investing and competing. 2026, I'm cooking with gas. Daniel Hunter's window doesn't fit in there. 
No. And I don't see Daniil Hunter coming to a team like the Broncos. At this stage, he'd probably want to go to a Super Bowl contender or a win-now team. But Greener, though, uh, he maybe could take uh, more money on the back end of the deal. And you look at it, Scott, I talked about Randy Gregory. That was a five-year, $70 million contract. But we discussed this when it happened. Those were dummy years at the end. It was really, what, a two-year deal with half of that guarantee. It was like two years, $29 million, two yeah. years, twenty-two. It, it was a lot. He ended up getting almost $30 million for the Broncos for replacement level playing. Uh, you know, remember what do they do? You, are you old enough to remember when the NFL went on strike and they bought in replacement players? Do you remember what they called those guys? Scabs only because I saw the replacements, the movie. Okay. They called them scabs. And uh, you know, I forgot because I had it in my head that San Francisco was winning that game. Um, I was like, well, joke's on us. He's got a Super Bowl ring. No, he didn't. He didn't actually get a Super Bowl ring, did he? Because um, he was out there. I saw him, uh, you know, I saw him out there. But that was, um, that. it ended up with the money involved. It ended up being fairly low risk, you know, low risk, high reward. Um, but it was, it, it definitely went bust. It went bust on there. Uh, we are just about ready to hop on out of here. So you've got any burning desires, make sure we see them. Uh, you flash some color. It makes it easier, easy, easier for us to see. That's for sure. Um, a programming note, Broncos for breakfast is still off on Tuesdays. Um, at least we'll see. And as we get back to, as we get closer to the draft, we'll probably go back to three days a week and then take Tuesdays off again over the summer. And then we'll go back to three days a week, but tomorrow we're off. Tuesday night, building the Broncos with Carl and Nick. Uh, Wednesday, Broncos for breakfast is still off. We come back on Thursday. So then it will be the Mile High Insiders with Luke and uh, Thomas. And then Thursday, Zach and I will be back with our combined reactions. It is linebackers and defensive linemen. That is, that's my favorite right there. You know, you see those uh, 330 pound guys spinning off a 4'8 and a 7 and a 7.3 Elcone, and those are the guys you want to be friends with because you can give them your best shot and they're going to smile at you and then you can't run out, outrun them either. So it's like, we're going to be, we're going to be boys. We're going to be friends. So uh, I'm hoping Zach comes back on here so he can get us out of here. Let me check. Uh, let me check the, the chat. I know one person I can definitely count on to finish us off is Michael Ronquillo. Put a star next to his name because he's coming with stars. And he says, great show tonight, Zach and Scott on the Mile High Huddle podcast. Go Broncos. Zach, get us out of here before that yeah, thing please. explodes on air. <laughs> then that would be a YouTube viral moment. Uh, can you see the steam coming out of my ears like an old cartoon, Scott? <laughs> I am so fed up right now. But that was, regardless, another tremendous episode of the Mile High Huddle podcast. Uh, let me do this really quickly before I do bounce out again. If you haven't yet, follow us on Twitter at the MHH Pod, the main account at Mile High Huddle. Uh, Scott's at Scout Kennedy. I'm at Kelberman NFL. If you guys want some merch like we're rocking each every podcast, check out MHHmerch.com. Please drop us a like at Facebook.com slash Mile High Huddle Pod. You can also find us on Instagram at mile underscore high underscore huddle. And if you're on Apple podcast, make sure you're leaving your football priest and our Deacon Scott, a five-star review for a chance to win some merch each and every single month. But if anything, y'all please subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans. Just like you, just like you. We want to say thank you to our super chat superstars that have come in. David McElrath came in bright and early before we even started. Drake Wally, new dad, another new dad in the fam. Uh, do some work with with uh, Drake Wally on the Colts channel over there on YouTube. And Drake's a good dude. I'm just thrilled for my new young dads. I love it. Uh, Tom, thank you, my friend. Gary Palmer, always good to see the GLP. Michael Rancio, opening and closing. Cody Dub, Colby C. Collier, David Yunkin, George Fox, uh, Dennis Chandler, Troy Boer, Cody Dub, and of course, red hot Michaela Parker, the thank Duchess. You. There's a reason she's the Duchess. So thank you very much. It means a lot. I've had a blast with you all tonight. Can't wait to see you again on Thursday. Have a great start to your week, y'all. Scott, I'll see you Thursday night. Take care. And as always, go Broncos. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? 
Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.